Hello, everyone. You are tuned in to CK Huddle, the podcast that unpacks and simplifies complex money, accounting, and tax topics that impact the bottom line. I'm Ignatius L. Jackson, CPA, and my co-host is Eric Pierre, CPA. We are practicing CPAs with a knack for translating tax and accounting topics into a language that is easily understood. This podcast is for everyone, working professionals, household managers, retirees, business owners, professional athletes, boomerangs, college students, and yes, you. It's time to increase your money management IQ, so let's huddle up. Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, we're recording on Good Friday, and today we're going to talk about what is a good CPA. I'm Eric Pierre, one of the co-hosts of this podcast, CPA Huddle. And I'm Ignatius L. Jackson, CPA. So uh, today, now, uh, before I go, uh, just want to say real quick, tax returns can be prepared by people other than CPAs. But obviously, with Ignatius and I being CPAs, we're biased, and we would tell you we prefer strongly prefer that you hire us but if you're not able to hire us and you want to find this find a tax professional please go with the cpa that is the highest level certification when it comes to the accounting and tax industry which is a fact that doesn't mean other people are not good at what they do okay adam markowitz in case you're listening but we prefer that you hire a cpa so we're going to give you seven things plus a bonus on what is a good CPA. So the first thing you wanna do, if you're looking for a CPA and you're searching, is you wanna be able to verify their license. Every state now has an online database where you can verify their license. So there are, unfortunately, with our industry, there are people who claim they're CPAs that are not actually one, and the state CPA society uh, boards don't do a good job regulating it because they can't really punish somebody that doesn't have that license. So if you're not sure how to verify someone's CP, uh, CPA license, there's two ways. You can make the CPA show you that their license is, is in good standing, or you can go Google your respective state CPA verification and you'll find it, okay? So the that's the first thing. Second, make sure that it's active. As I mentioned earlier, it's important. Every state has rules on being active. So for instance, I practice in two states, Texas, you have to renew every year. California has you renew any two, every two years. Is there anything you want to add to that, Ignatius, to the first two things? No, absolutely. You're right on point. Um, you know, one of the things you just want to also kind of consider is most of the states will also tell you if you're a CPA that is licensed with the state and has any sort of um, orders or anything like that, any probationary items or issues with their license that they might be going under. Um, and also it kind of tell you if they're suspended or some things of that nature. So those are all definitely good things to, you know, look into and consider when you're looking for someone. Um, and uh, yeah, but Eric's right on point. That's definitely, I, I encourage people to do that as well. I actually have a couple of stories where I had some clients come to me who, you know, needed some audit work done and they had hired someone else previously and they needed this for a state uh, program that they were a part of that they make the revenue from. And the state got the report from this person and tried to verify them, couldn't verify them. So what? They, 
they paid this person all this money and this happened what? to about four or five different uh, people and they paid this person all this money and they were not a CPA. So the state said they're not going to accept the report. So then they had to basically repay uh, me to help them do their stuff. So um, yeah, it's a, it, it is a, a hassle for sure. So um, definitely make sure that you are checking to verify that people are actually licensed. If they say they're a CPA, especially when you actually need them to be a CPA. Are you serious? So wait, 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 hold on a second. Before I move on, I got, I got to hear this. So somebody, so somebody pretended to be a CPA gave the okie doke to five different clients for a state oh. program <laughs> it wasn't necessarily the same person that did all five but okay okay four yeah four on audit reports wow and th and those are that's a very expensive service it is it is well and, and the funny thing is this the, the people were only charging like a thousand bucks or two thousand bucks to do the audits and as you and i know there's no way to do an audit that cheap if you're doing it the right way so yeah uh and by the way before we move on to the next point i didn't put this on my list but i'm gonna go ahead so i said so, so i'm gonna give you eight and a bonus now so the new number three is gonna be pricing now what's unique about our industry versus let's say wealth management wealth management they basically have a set pricing scheme or schedule right you invest money it's going to be, you know, one to one and a quarter percent. You get above a million dollars. It's less than one percent. Uh, there's certain fees for trades. And, you know, if you get certain life insurance, you know, I'm not going to get all the detail, but they have a set fee schedule. OK, even though that it's not colluded. But generally, when you deal with wealth managers or RIA, the fee structure is going to be pretty similar for your level of money and then if you get into a hedge fund most of them are two two and twenty and it comes down to you know the relationship that you have when it comes to our industry the pricing is too wide but an indication is that you know ignatius let's say you know ignatius and i are competing we don't really compete but let's say we're in the same market so there's three of us so let's say someone calls three of us you know because unfortunately some of y'all do a little too much price shopping and treat our industry like we're walmart okay y'all gotta knock that off but you call ignatius and you ask to do <laughs> a partnership return with a 1040 okay a basic 1040 uh with a k1 and you want to do partnership returns it's got three parts let's say ignatius says that service is two thousand dollars yes i said that number just go with it, okay? Then you call my firm. You call Pierre Accounting. You know, we talk to you. We give you a quote. And let's say we charge you 1800 So the first two quotes are not too far apart, okay? But then you call this third firm, and you tell them the same thing. And they're willing to do it for half price. That should raise your flag right there. But unfortunately, too many people think, oh, my gosh, they're expensive because Jackson's charging two thousand, Pierre's charging eighteen hundred, but this CPA is doing for nine hundred, so that's a great deal. Of course, reality is we get calls and people are like, "Well, my previous CPA charged three hundred dollars to do a business return, but then they had all these problems with the IRS, and you want me to, and you think I should charge you that much?" So, 
when it comes to price now obviously every market has a little bit of flavor but i can say generally if you're gonna work with a cpa and you're gonna get a 1040 you should be paying for a basic 1040 should be anywhere between 350 and 500 minimum for a basic 1040 then it's going to go up depending on if you have properties if you're going to get into the uh what we call corporate returns which is the c corporate return 1120 the 1065 partnership return 1120 s corp you should be paying at least a minimum at least just for that return a thousand dollars and up depending on the firm and the complexity some can be done for a thousand my firm we charge the minimum 1500 and up but you should be paying that if you're getting to the state returns those are going to start around 2500 and up that's the form 1041 the state returns are very highly scrutinized so my whole point is if a cpa is willing to charge significantly less than his or her peers that's a red flag that you're going to get screwed because they're just going to fill out the form they're not going to help you try to find a deduction and when the IRS, which never fails, sends you a letter asking about it, guess who doesn't answer the phone? The person that you thought was a great deal charging $300 for a return that everybody else charges between 1000 to 2000 You thought you got a great deal for 300 Any thoughts? No, yeah, you're, you're, you're right on point, um, right on target there. So um, I... <laughs> I, uh, this is a constant battle. I think that a lot of, uh, people deal with on both sides of the equation, right? Yeah. Yeah. The gay in terms of pricing and then also the customer in terms of, and the client in terms of how much they're willing to pay. But that is something you definitely want to keep in mind is, you know, if you got someone who's able to just take you right on and do your tax return for you the next day, that probably means they either just started or aren't, you know, busy enough to where, you know, they have enough business going on. And so they're, if they're charging you, like you said, as, as a nominal fee for something, it could potentially mean that they're just basically doing quantity over quality. And so, you know, a, a good tax professional or CPA is going to spend some time talking with you about stuff, going over things with you, trying to identify other potential areas to save you some money um, and making sure that your return is done correctly. So you don't want someone... You don't want the H&R block experience. Let me put it to you that way. If that's what you want, then go there. You know, go to H&R block, go to, uh, who's some of the other ones? Um, uh, Jackson Hewitt. Jackson Hewitt. Liberty yeah. Tax. And I, and I do have friends that own those franchises. Quite a bit, just because my last name's Jackson. I don't I don't know why I keep getting people calling me from Jackson Hewitt Tax Service. It drives me nuts. Ignatius Jackson, Jackson Hewitt. Yeah, kind of similar. <laughs> so you, you know what's bad you know what's bad for me is for some reason we get a lot of uh calls from people thinking like we're the irs i don't know how you get pierre accounting and internal revenue service there's no similarity it's not like uh pierre internal revenue service Pierre pairs pierre accounting is not the internal revenue service i'm not the irs stop calling me at you know ask me to tell you on the status stimulus check and you didn't pay us really yeah, and I, I think what how that happens, by the way, I haven't gotten those calls in quite some time, but I noticed as soon as I stopped doing Google advertising, that's when I stopped getting the calls. So I, I think yeah, we we, we cut we cut Google ads and when you do the Google ads, you start to get that foolishness. So yeah, but, uh, but no, you're right on point. You know, fees are you want to pay a reasonable fee. You know, 
yeah, there's there's some that are a little bit cheaper than others, but you just want to make sure you're getting what you want from the service. If you really just want someone to just plug some numbers in and do your taxes and be done with it, then yeah, going to that, you know, H&R Block experience or whatever you want to call it is fine. If you want someone to have a little bit more of a relationship with you, it's worth paying a little bit of extra of the fees um, to get that. So Right. And, and lastly, part of the reason that a lot of us in the industry charge the higher fees is that we don't want to work with everybody. We want to be able to do quality work and have quality relationships. But if you're going to be price sensitive and we see in your previous tax returns that you're changing CPAs every year, um, that's not a good, we're, we're concerned about you, by the way. Yeah. It could be some shadiness going on with that changing every single year. So I, I agree. Okay, uh, number four, was that CPA referred to you? Now, this is important because if you're looking for a tax professional and, you know, sometimes there's some real legitimate reasons such as, you know, the firm got bought, you may not like the new people taking over or lately we're starting to see more CPA firms where the owner's retiring uh, and you're asking around and if they're recommending, you know, if multiple people are recommending the same person, that's a good sign that that CPA is somebody worth uh, working with. Do you have anything to add to that? No, I, that's that's very accurate. Um, and you know, I, I would I would also just note, just as I was thinking about this, um, you know, during this time, you know, the the time that we're in right now with the pandemic is still going on. We're still dealing with issues. The IRS and Congress and SBA and all these other organizations are constantly, constantly changing things on us right now. So I would just say, give your CPA a little bit of grace, you know, whoever you're reaching out to, you know, if they're taking a little while to respond to you, please just give them a little bit of grace. You know, we're, we're only human. We, we can't yes. work you know, more than 24 hours a day. No, some people, <laughs> no, we, it's so, there's, you know, I'm working like 12 to 14 hour days right now. I'm not sure you're probably working. It's very similar. Yes, you I am. Trying to get through stuff and you got people, you know, saying, well, where's my stuff? Where's my stuff? So just be a little patient and give your, your professional a little grace, especially if you're looking for someone new right now, when we're already slammed and in impact, you know, just give us some time to get back to you. But uh, again, if, if someone can get back to you right away and get you in right away, especially right now, that's a bad sign. You know, that, that means they're either just starting out or, you know, they're not very good at what they do because they should be busy. I mean, I, everyone that I know is pretty slammed. So yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, and I agree, Ignatius. And I just want to say, cause you know, some of my clients may be listening now, what we, what I do, my email and nations, you've emailed me. We have an autoresponder. We had to change the language saying that it's going to take a little longer than normal this tax season. Um, but that said, you know, some CPAs do have an autoresponder that says that some don't. If they're, if we don't respond to you, it's not that we don't care about business, it's just that. You know, as my partner said on the uh, just a minute ago, there's been a lot of law changes. Also, uh, for some of your returns, for instance, I don't know if, uh, you know, I know Natius knows this, but 
on some of your returns, some of y'all uh, got a subsidized healthcare package through the, uh, through the exchange, and then you have that tax. Well, the new tax law said that this year, that, that extra tax penalty pay is waived. Well, we don't want to send you draft when we're being told that a new form is coming. So I don't want to have to have you overpay tax and we may have to wait longer because we're trying to keep you from paying an extra three to $5,000. In addition, the unemployment thing, the new form took a while to get to. And so I, you know, client and then clients also, please, it's not okay to text us if you've emailed and called and say, hey, I know the new deadline is May 17th, but I wanna make sure I get it before then. Just, just listen to me. We wanna get your return off our desk as soon as possible. We don't enjoy working 12 to 14 hour days. We don't enjoy the lack of sleep in this. We don't always enjoy the stress of what if I mess up? I gotta clean up my language. <laughs> mess up your return. There's a lot of stress and we wanna do you right because you are investing you know, at least in our firms, you know, real money. You're not paying just two, three hundred dollars. You're paying, you know, one, two, three, four thousand for returns. We want to do it right. We have other clients. We're not making you more or less important. Uh, and so please don't. And, and, and also don't send an email to us saying that I know I don't pay as much as other clients that I, I, I can't stand that. Me, us not responding has nothing to do with whether you pay more or less. I have made mistakes on clients that have paid me a lot of money. I'm not proud of that, by the way, just as I'm likely to make a mistake on a return that they don't pay as much money because guess what? I'm not human, you know, and then we make a mistake. I've had, you know, some of the mistakes have been egregious. I've had to refund the entire fee. Not happy about, but I've had to do that because it's the right thing to do. But please spare us the language of, well, well, Eric, I only paid you, you know, $600 and, you know, I see you on TV and you probably have bigger clients, but, you know, I, I'm hurt. It's like, oh my goodness. We're not, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. Trust me. I have a license I can lose if I were to screw you over on purpose. I'm trying not to go to jail because, you know, as you can see, nations and I are both black men. Prison doesn't work out well for black men these days if you haven't paid attention. <laughs> exactly. It's the last place I want to end up. <laughs> exactly. And they're okay. and they're throwing more and more. Like, just yeah. one more thing, real quick. You know, since we're we talk about prison, they're literally our tax pros going to jail for wow. filing false returns and filing fake crap. So that's just another point that I I, I want to bring up. And I don't know if this is on your list or not, Eric. But no, go ahead, go ahead, bring it I, up, brother. We bring really it up. Need to start making sure that it kind of goes into you know verifying people and and you know asking around because if you Review your returns. Let me just put it this, like this. Thank you. Review your tax returns before you sign them. I always really question people when I send them a return and they respond within one minute saying, okay, looks good. Let's go ahead and file it. I'm like, did you really look at this thing? Or are you just saying that you just don't care? You know, the, all they do is look at the number and say, okay, this is how much I owe. All right, I'm fine. Let's do it. I mean, review your return. You should understand why you're getting a refund or why you owe money, whatever the situation is, you should understand what's going on 
and you know ask questions you know we're here to answer the question that's what you pay us for don't feel bad if you are asking questions you should understand what's on your return because ultimately guess who's responsible for your tax return it's not us as professionals ultimately it's you as the taxpayer you're the one that's going to end up paying you're going to end up paying the penalties and interest now sure you can probably try to sue your tax pro if you wanted to to get some of that back but ultimately the irs is coming after you mostly they come after us if they can show a pattern of bad behavior on our part. Right. You, know, you see some you see some practitioners out there who have dozens of returns where they filed sometimes hundreds of returns, fake deductions, fake business income, fake overinflating the EIC, yeah. yeah. Over overinflating the earned income credit, stuff like that. That's generally where they're gonna come after the professionals. If there's just like a one-off situation, guess what? They're coming after you as the tax. The, the tax payer as well. So very important to review returns. Take some responsibility in your own tax situation. That's all I can say. Yeah, I agree. And by the way, when it comes to uh, suing uh, a CPA, well, my engagement letter has this, and I'm sure yours does too. Uh, you should read the engagement letters very carefully. You know, I would, full disclosure, if you do business with me, I have a clause that says, one, if you were to have a legal dispute, you have to go through mediation for you to file a lawsuit, okay? And then by the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you ever want to file a lawsuit before you can do it, you actually have to send a demand letter, okay? But in my contracts, your initial clause, it says that you will go through mediation uh, before he gets a lawsuit. So if you file, send a demand letter and file a suit, I show the, uh, the engagement letter you signed initial, it's tossed. Second, you also, most good CPA firms will have a clause that says that the damages are limited to just the fees that you have paid. Okay. So in other words, if you pay Ignatius $3,500 to do a business return and you end up owing extra tax because of a mistake and you sue him, well, unless unless you can prove Ignatius committed gross negligence or fraud, the most you can get out of him is $3,500. And I'm not saying it's to brag, but most practitioners have to have these clauses so that we can stay in business because we have way too much litigation out there today. We have too many people looking to sue. And if you ever do have a problem with your CPA, we, most of us are good people that we will work it out with you and make it right. But don't threaten to sue right away. You want to work it out first, have a conversation. But at the end of the day, like my partner said, you are responsible for, for that return. In fact, if you pay attention to wording around where you sign, you're signing under perjury. So the IRS can come after you. So unless there's a pattern of us doing it, they come after you. It's important for you to, to review it. It's important for you because most engagement letters also say that we don't audit your work. So if you underreport your income on your tax return, that's your responsibility. Now, if you engage us to do, you know, we both have clients where we do the accounting and tax. Now, now that's a different issue where we actually did the bank account reconciliations. But if you're hiding income and then you get in trouble for that, that's not on us. That's on you. I guess what I'm number five. I'm sorry for about order numbering now. <laughs> All right. So if the CPA was not referred to you, because you know some people are not comfortable. They think that um, 
you know, if I use my friend's CPA, then they're going to tell my friend about me. You know, by the way, there's a thing on confidentiality, but let's say you want to find him on your own, find him or her on your own. You want to make sure that if you do internet search in the CPA, that you can at least find some positive online reviews and or test and or a video testimonial. If you go to my website, we have client reviews that are linked to the Google page. So our San Diego office, we have over 75 reviews. Austin's got 10. LA has, I think, 12 or 15. And then we have a YouTube channel. You can find all kinds of client testimonials from real people. So that's why we normally don't provide references because you have a video testimonial where they've said their name and with their business. So if you don't get them referred, can you find that somebody independently has said good things about them? Do you agree with that? I do. I do. Um, that said, you know, there are, and I know you've experienced this too. You do occasionally get somebody who goes and does some review who it may not be factual, right? you know, they're just upset because they screwed up and did something that we couldn't fix. And now they're out there, you know, complaining to put it nicely. (laughs) Stay away from using some certain language, but yeah, yeah, you know, keep it kid friendly. Yeah, it's it really is sad. You know, some people use that as a as a tool to, you know, you know, take negative action towards you, which really is not warranted. I mean, there's cases where some of that's warranted, right? But there's also situations where, you know, it's not really warranted. You know, just just for example, today I had someone who said, you know, never gave them a quote. Well through a through a service that I use to get some leads from time to time. And I'm like, well, I don't necessarily have to respond to your request for a lead, but especially when you look at my profile and it says I only do business returns and they're a simple individual return. Yeah. You know, keep keep that in mind. Look at what you're, you know, asking someone to respond to. Like if you don't fit into their business model, why would you ask them for a quote? You know, so it's kind of you know, you're right, because, for instance, you know, uh, I know CPA in San Diego, uh, Thor Eeks, you know, he's got a really big practice. Uh, if you go to his website, it says that I believe you have to have a net worth of at least $2 million to do business with them. So if your net worth is below that and they don't contact you back and you don't verify that with them, they told you what they're looking for. Uh, I had a situation recently where somebody contacted us and we have an intake form that we sent and they wanted us to do three estate returns for a total of $500. Okay. Did you hear that? Three. When each estate return requires most firms Third. charge you at least a $2,500 retainer and up for one because of right. scrutiny with the estate tax. Well, we said, you know, we told the guy that we can't do it at the price and that, you know, if he's looking for that price, he should, you know, find a firm that's willing to do it. And I got a one-star review for that. You know, I also got a one-star review from someone who claimed that I um, lied to them and screwed them over their taxes. And we looked up their return. They did not owe any taxes. And we have all the documentation trail. They gave us the... Uh, financial reports 
and that we used and we followed up he wouldn't respond and so unfortunately you're gonna have people like that and so uh when you look at the rev- one of the things you're gonna look at is the reviews but also how the cpa responds to the review because unfortunately cpas are i've seen a review from a competitor firm where somebody complained that they didn't get a quick call back and i thought that was unfair that somebody that you're going to call them during tax season and they don't call you back within an hour and you're complaining and giving them a, a bad review I, it's, this is not so many people are unrealistic and what's sad is that because most of us are not big like robin hood those reviews stay up there so i've had some infactual reviews the other day someone tried to do that to me in, in our austin office i responded and gave the timeline of, of how we responded and he chose not to respond to us and he never disclosed that when his girlfriend set the appointment that they were together so we actually did respond to them he took it down but then tried to threaten to ruin my reputation so it, it, it was quite comical i didn't budge and then he took it down because uh he looked like a, he actually looked like a racist right when he wrote about me and i think his girlfriend told him to take it down if you want me to be honest Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Okay. All right. What's... Number six, the CPA is consistent in delivering work product within the time frame that they say they do. But I have an asterisk on that. The asterisk is this year has been very hard because they keep changing laws. They keep adding new forms. So this year, I don't care what CPA you work with, whether it's me or Ignatius, whoever, uh, whether it's, I mentioned Thor Eeks, he's a, you know, he they got a great firm. Whoever they are, whoever it is you're working with, please be patient. The deadline is May 17th. It may take an extra week. We can have to get the return. It may take an extra two or three weeks, but part of it is that there's so many changes this year. If you go to tax Twitter, literally go on Twitter, type hashtag tax Twitter. You can read everything that all the CPAs are saying, all the great ones. These are CPAs that you see in Forbes, Bloomberg, Time, Fortune, okay? People that are on the national news. These are, you know, people like me and Ignatius, you know, the top experts. You know, don't forget, Forbes named me a top 100 tax expert. Thanks, tax girl. We're struggling. We have people that are done this thing for 30 years. They have big teams. They're struggling to keep up. Deloitte's having a hard time keeping up. BKD's having a hard time keeping up. Your CPA is having a hard time keeping up. We're not sitting on returns and drinking beer every night, for goodness sake. We don't want to screw you over. (laughs) Yeah, I think there was actually a poll on uh, tax Twitter, wasn't there, about how far behind are you? Oh, gosh. Most of us had three to four weeks. We're like, we're like, I think 60 or 70% of us said three yeah. to four weeks behind. And the so. IRS, by the way, has even acknowledged that from this time today versus a year ago, tax return submissions are down at least 25%. So you think we're all just conspiring together and say, hey, Ignatius, you know what? Let's talk. Oh, let's just sit on client returns because I, I want a vacation. You want a, va- you want a vacation? We've had two long tax seasons. Like, you think we're conspiring together? 
we we can't even agree on pricing tax returns, ladies and gentlemen. You think we're gonna conspire together? You should think about that for a second. Okay. <laughs> All right. Number seven. Now this is now this one's really important. Okay. Even with all the things, keeping up with the law changes, including new deductions and or credits, such as the employee retention credit. And, by, and speak, before we go into detail, if you don't know about the recent changes, if you subscribe to our podcast, go to the episode where we talk about the CARES Act. You can learn more about a lot of the changes. But is your CPA willing to keep that up, keep up with it, and then also communicate that with you? So your firm, I know, sends out a newsletter. We send out newsletters with updates monthly. When there's special things that happen, we'll send a special newsletter periodically. Make sure you keep an eye on your inbox to that. Check your spam box. You're not getting it. Ask your, ask your CP if they do send a newsletter and make sure that you're subscribed to it because every month there's something going on. And yet we find out, I found out through, you know, I have a joint venture with another CPA firm on the employee retention credit um, that we're doing this year. There are big firms that are not that are misleading their clients about whether they qualify for the employee retention credit, for instance. Large firms. I'm just not going to name because I don't want I don't want the lawyers calling me. Very interesting. Yeah, that's 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 insane. Yeah, don't cheat on that credit. Don't don't cheat on credits. There's going to be a long time period that they're going to be reviewing all this stuff. I mean it. It may not get done in the next year or two, but it'll get done eventually. And expect to see if you have some big credits that you might, you're going to get some letters in the mail at some point, probably asking some questions about it. So make sure yes. that you actually qualify. So Yeah, yeah, yes. Make sure you qualify. Um, I know for employee retention credit, and maybe we need to do a special podcast on that because a lot of business owners are missed, do, probably do actually qualify for real money. Just understand, you should, if you're a small business owner, do not do it by yourself. And the reason is for some of these credits, whether it's a R&D or the employee retention credit, the employee retention credit, the IRS said in their recent notice, they have a statutory period of five years to come look at you. This is so serious that companies like Coca-Cola and other publicly traded companies are hiring outside legal counsel and they're not using their CPA firm uh, that they're normally tax firm to do the credit. They're hiring specialists to make sure they're getting the legal opinions and getting the client attorney privilege. This, so, you know, we're doing the employee retention credit. RJV is actually with a tax attorney, uh, Wildflower Legacy. You know, Greg Wilder. He's a uh, tax attorney. So that's who we're in a JV with, so that we could provide our clients, you know, extra legal protection because uh, we, we've read through the 102 page notice and these things, even though it's free money, if you don't qualify, they're gonna find out eventually and they're coming after you with all that smoke. <laughs> One last thing. I think this is number eight. And this is really important because this shows the character of the CPA, okay, male or female. Are they willing to handle any IRS letters that may result from a return that they filed on your behalf? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, before I get into that, just want to say one thing. If you get an IRS letter or a letter from your state tax revenue department, such as the Franchise Tax Board or the Arizona Department of Revenue, uh, where you file state tax returns, take a deep breath and don't overreact, okay? Take a deep breath. 
whoever you hire to do that return, you should scan that letter and send it to them and let them take a look at it. And not, not all these, not all these letters are bad. Not all these letters are bad news, by the way. <laughs> and, and not two months later, right away. Okay. Yes, because most of the letters have an expiration date. There's yeah. expiration dates. And if you don't take action, they automatically default against you. Okay. So when you get a letter, scan it over to your professional like within a couple of days to make sure that it's on their plate and they can actually get some time to think about it and respond. Okay. Don't yeah. send something over to us a day before you got to respond saying, what do I do? That's not going to work out in your favor. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, that's a pet peeve of mine. I've I've had clients that wait months. I'm just like, w w are you kidding me? What you know? And then because see what's important. So I, I'm gonna let the cat out a little bit. When it comes to the IRS, the reason that you want us to see those letters for returns that we've worked on, okay? The good CPAs are gonna acknowledge it. The IRS has given us a practitioner hotline, which is separate from the general public, and we can get a hold of the IRS much faster. And depending on what the letter says, so for instance, they're about to do some collections and there may have to be amended return or we may have to send additional information. We can have them delay up there. Depending on the action, you can have it delayed up to a year to get them off your back because yeah. we have a sign power of attorney we have the calf number they've verified our license and we can speak on behalf and a 30-minute conversation can save you a lot of money and frustration but if you wait yep. till the last minute especially if they think you owe taxes they start coming and now what's even worse is that the irs now they they're start they've been using collection agencies come after you so if you don't respond on time, they default to the collection agent and you have a collection agent coming after you and your credit is shot because you didn't want to say something for a while. And once it gets to the collection agent, we don't have much negotiating power and then we have to write letters hoping that the collection agency kicks it back to the IRS. And most of the collection agents don't do it because they're greedy and want the money and that agency and that industry is very dirty. So soon as you get the irs letter now if your cpa is not willing to respond you have a separate issue you may you may need to uh, work with somebody else um but if they are willing to spot if if you have a good work relationship they won't respond get it to them as soon as possible yeah i think it's crazy if you don't have a cpa that's willing to respond the one thing that i will say though especially if you have a cheaper engagement fee don't expect that person to respond without charging you. Okay. Thank you. There, there could be some additional fees to respond to letters and things of that nature, especially if we have to actually do a power of attorney and call the IRS on your behalf and start to represent you on a lot of matters that are a little more complicated. Don't expect for that to be covered by your original engagement, unless that's a part of their engagement price. You know, it, there's some places that charge like an extra thousand bucks or whatever to get a peace of mind that if you ever get a letter they'll respond to it and they won't charge you extra so if it's part of their fee and pricing structure then okay but i also believe that sometimes those scams are a little bit not i shouldn't say scams 
but the, the, <laughs> they are a little, it's, it's like your insurance, right? You know, insurance in general, I just have an issue with in a lot of things. Yeah. Because I, I feel like I get the short end of the stick nine times out of 10. Um, I don't get anything anywhere near how much I pay for insurance back to me in terms of a, a claim or anything like that. So, but nevertheless, yeah, just kind of keep that in mind. Like there could be some additional costs um, for, you know, responding to letters, but your CPA should at least be willing to do that for you. Yeah. I know you have a client who just wouldn't flat out wouldn't do it. And that's just crazy to me. Like, why would you not at least make the offer to charge an extra fee to respond? So. I, I agree. You know, mo most of the time uh, we are gauge a letter. We don't necessarily say it, but we don't necessarily charge for correspondence for because we have enough room in our gauge fee that if we have to put in the time. But um, if we get into audits or I have to go, for instance, I have to go, you know, later in the month, I have to go. I'm going to be in Orange County. I have to go to a federal building to represent a client who owes bukus of money. We'll just keep it like that. Uh, they're paying me for my time because I actually have to go in person and face, you know, a federal agent to, you know, negotiate this situation. So uh, every CPA is different on that. So I'm not going to get into whether you should pay or shouldn't pay. That's not, I, I, as I like to say, uh, uh, you know, offline, I don't like putting my hand in other people's pocket when it comes to their money. So that's something you make sure you clarify with your CPA and what, it, you know, what do they do in situations? If there's IRS correspondence, they may charge you. And if they do, it may be worth doing it because it's much easier for them to do it than you, particularly if you're a business owner, you have a hundred things to do. You try to do it on your own. Uh, you know, lastly, the IRS agents, if they know that you're not a tax professional calling, they'll say anything to scare you to paying and doing dumb things. So uh, we've caught IRS, I've caught IRS agents flat out lying before to clients when they, it wasn't me talking and I've had to call them and get it rectified. So the IRS is not your friend. True, true, true. All right. Anything else on your list? No, I think that's, I think that's it, man. <laughs> Have you got enough for today? I think we got enough, you know. So uh, thank you for listening about uh, what is a good CPA? We appreciate you uh, listening. And if you're looking to, uh, we appreciate if you're not a subscriber, please subscribe to this podcast. Uh, you can find us anywhere where there's podcasts, whether it's Spotify or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter. And if you need tax help on anything we spoke about today or any previous subject or future subjects, you can find, please contact us. We're here to help you. Have a great day, and don't let the IRS take your joy. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you for listening to CPA Huddle. Add us to your listening rotation by subscribing wherever you get your podcast. Follow CPA Huddle across social media platforms. And for more information about the services provided by our respective firms, please check us out at www.ilgcpa.com and www.pierreaccounting.com. We will be back to huddle up soon.